This is The Shorts, and you're listening to The Dirtbag Diaries, a Duct Tape Than Beer production, with additional support from New Belgium Brewing, Kuat Racks, and Patagonia. Last weekend, my boyfriend Jason and I had dug deep as we tried to escape the clutches of Mount Williamson's notorious George Creek route. The Virgin Canyon lies unscarred by trails and visitors, presenting a virtual time warp to any hiker who dares navigate its unbridled terrain. It lived up to its reputation as we descended from the summit after a 15-hour day. Exhausted from the 8,000 feet of gain, endless route finding, heat, mosquitoes, and dealing with a broken trekking pole. We tried to outrun the setting sun, only to find ourselves caught in darkness, pushing through a brush-choke canyon by dimming headlamps. A couple hours later, we rejoiced as we realized we had arrived back at the trailhead. We sprinted to our jeep, tumbled inside, and kicked off our shoes. We were exhausted, beaten, and cold, and yet somehow elated, empowered from our tussle with California's second tallest 14er. It was 9.30 p.m. on a Sunday night, and I could feel the pull of the civilized world start to tug at my wits. We had hundreds of miles to drive home, and in less than 10 hours, our alarms would beckon us to wake for work. It's time to turn the hourglass. Drive back home. Alternate reality entered. I'm back in my bed Monday morning. I'm sore from the punishing trip in the mountains. Just last night, I didn't have a soft or flat surface to sleep on. I would have paid money just to have a pillow, for goodness sake. The simplest of pleasures reveal themselves once gone. But now, I sink in a sterile sea of down and duvet. What I need now is some structure. My daily routine back. I need my cell phone, my email, my news websites. Yes, I even need my Facebook, if only to see who's climbing what. I don't fight the workday. My job keeps me sane, keeps me sharp. At work, I espouse my adventures to colleagues who shake their heads and call me crazy. I don't care what they say. I like the fact they can't do what I do. The work week drags on. I go for my morning trail run, punch the clock, make something healthy for dinner, and crash on the couch. By the weekend, I need time to recoup, do laundry, and ruminate about last week's adventure. Monday, the whole bloody mouse wheel starts over again. I'm becoming restless. At night, I feel suffocated by the luxuriousness of my bed. Too many covers, no moving air. Looking out my bedroom window, my world seems small and insignificant. Purposeless. On my morning commute, I look at all the drones surrounding me, dead and lifeless, surviving the day. At work, a coworker pisses me off and my blood pressure goes through the roof. By midweek, I can't focus on my duties at work and spend most of my time on Summit Post and Mountain Project. I like clicking through the pictures. I live vicariously through every photo. 
I'm overcome with wonder and awe. There are so many things in the world I want to see. So many mountains to climb. Things to discover. Why am I wasting my life? I know I must flip the switch. I turn the hourglass and the sand begins to fall. Friday night, Jason and I throw our gear in the car and speed toward the high country. Each mile through the darkness cleanses me. Back in the mountains, all is right. It doesn't matter what conditions are, sun, wind, rain, whatever it is, it's the way it should be. I've stripped away the futilities of the other world and have returned to my preternatural self. Up here, the laws of the land revert to archaic truths, survival of the fittest. Lazy people don't come up here, and if they do, they don't stay long. The mountains do a great job of weeding out the weak. I charge up the mountain. My heart beats in my ears, loud and regular, like a drum. This is my moving meditation. Motion becomes my language. My whole purpose here revolves around a singular goal, to touch the top of the peak. The sacredness of the summit is one of life's last remaining bastions of verity and valor. It doesn't matter how much money you make or how good-looking you are. This is one instance where you can't pay or sleep your way to the top. Each day in the mountains reboots my brain. In the last 24 hours, I haven't worried once about updating the OS on my cell phone. I'm more preoccupied with where I'll find water, if I have enough food, and how I'm going to find the strength to continue. From this side of life, all my other stresses seem superfluous and tiny. I ignore the fact that my current pursuit is equally as pointless, climbing to the top of the peak. We convince ourselves that somehow our physical endeavor is more real than the problems back in the flatland. Maybe it is, but maybe it isn't. Today the mountain is giving us a beating and does not want us to summit. We're on the east flanks of Middle Palisade for the third time in as many years and have yet to stand on top. Like a dumb dog, we keep returning to the route, only to get whooped again. It's common to question your sanity here. There are, of course, stunning moments of bliss when every tree, rock, and blade of grass seem absolutely perfect. But these are fleeting. The rest of the time can feel like drudgery. You wonder if it's all worth it. Why do I keep volunteering myself for this? Maybe I am crazy. People often talk about the work-life balance. But in my life, I don't know which one is work and which one is living. Confused about where I truly belong. I feel alive when I'm in the mountains. Yet, I never stay. Back home, the city recharges my soul. Yet, I inevitably grow restless and I leave again to find fulfillment in the mountains. Continuously, I cross the threshold between these two worlds. Worlds in symbiosis, 
incessantly turning over. Both are part of my identity, yet I can't exist in one forever, not without the other. Like the sand that falls through the narrow waist of an hourglass, I am constantly pulled from one realm to the other. This is my life in perpetual motion, a delicate dance balancing pleasure and pain, serenity and insanity. Back on the mountain, the last grains of sand drop as I reach my conclusion. The time has come. I turn the hourglass. In the morning, we leave. I walk with a light heart as we joke and head back to the trailhead. We fantasize out loud about what we'll do when we get back to civilization. The burgers we'll eat, the cold beers we'll drink, and not having to poop in a hole in the ground. Within time, I know I'll be clean and fed. I'll have air conditioning and all the stupid cat videos I can watch. I'm not forlorn, and I don't look around longingly. I don't regret my decision to leave. I don't have to, because I know I'll be back. I'm Nikki Oblonsky, and this is my short. Thank you so much, Nikki, for sharing your story. What a cool metaphor. Next weekend, Nikki will try to climb her last California 14er, Mount Sill, via the Swiss Arad. Go get it. Music today by Nasai, 23, The Union Trade, Karina Nebula, Ketza, Vienna Ditto, and Amy Stolzenbach. Amy is a friend of the diaries. The rest of the tracks are courtesy of Mevio's Music Alley and Free Music Archive. You can find links to the artists at our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. Support for the diaries comes from you. In 2014, your pledge donations funded our new website, where you can actually browse and search for old Diaries episodes, which I know is pretty amazing. Yep, you should check it out for sure. Technology, it rules. If you want to pledge your support to keep the Diaries thriving, please visit the website. You can find the button to support us on the upper right-hand corner. Support for the Diaries comes from Patagonia, who is in the fight to free the snake, America's greatest salmon river. Visit Patagonia.com to join in asking President Obama to remove four deadbeat dams on the Lower Snake River. Additional support comes from New Belgium Brewing. Eric's Ale, a drinkable peach sour, is back for the season. Visit NewBelgium.com and use their beer finder to locate where you can find Eric's Ale at a store or brewery near you. And support also comes from Kuat Racks, makers of a better bike rack. Check out their lineup at KuatRacks.com. This episode of The Diaries was produced by Becca Call and Jen Alchel. I'm Fitzka Hall, and you've been listening to The Dirtbag Diaries. Thanks for tuning in.